Blog Talk Radio. Nerves are frayed. The scrimmage against Florida A&M University on Saturday night was a welcome reprieve from five days of suicide watches around the country as the Canes Nation reacted with dismay after a horrible second half at Louisville sent the Miami Hurricanes careening into a new season. Next up is dangerous Arkansas State, the elite team in the Sunbelt Conference the past several seasons, and one of those teams that you don't want to look past, even though another opportunity awaits on a silver platter with a Nebraska primetime date approaching, a Huskers team that almost lost to McNeese State this past weekend. Who would have thought that the unit getting the most kudos two games into the 2014 season would actually be the Miami defense? We will answer that question ourselves. Nobody would have. But that is the way it has been, with better defensive line and safety play making a massive difference, and Denzel Perriman quickly making people wonder why he hasn't always been a middle linebacker, playing the position right now as well as anybody out there around the country. What did you think of the offense against Florida A&M? They started out predictably looking like they could do anything they wanted, but then it got a little sloppy at times, and you were reminded that when you were playing with a true freshman at quarterback, no matter how promising a prospect that he might be, you better be ready for some roller coaster rides, even against the most watered down of competition. Does Miami really have a third down problem? Or was that one for 24 run in the previous two games before FAMU, which is now three for 34 after another bad night on Saturday, a total fluke? Will this week be the one where the Miami receiving cores gets to explode? And what are the news on Monday that Miami President Donna Shalala is retiring at the end of this year? What does it mean for the future of Miami football? We will talk about all of that and more on this week's edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com. And as always, this is your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions to be addressed on tonight's show. Here's what they came up with. What do we think about how polarized the fan base presently is about Coach Al Golden. And after the first two weeks of the season, what should the realistic expectations be for the rest of this year? What's up with this fan gaining fame named Danny Vasquez, who's trying to raise money to fly a plane around Sun Life Stadium the day of the FSU game? Bulletin to Danny. That game's not for almost two months. Maybe wait and let a little more season play out. You also have to question the wisdom of this idea on the one day this season that UM will be entertaining every top prospect in the state of Florida at Sun Life. And has this ploy ever worked in the past? So we're also asked, can the fans that don't believe in this method of protest get the plane grounded? I would say, yeah, you probably can. You can always pay off the plane company not to fly the banner. Other questions that came up in the last couple days. Is Miami investing enough money in the program to be elite? Was the hiring of James Coley as offensive coordinator a mistake? I'll answer that one right now. 
No, it wasn't a mistake. James Coley brings way too much to the table. He's the best recruiter in the program right now by far. And if you were going to lure him from FSU, you had to provide him with career advancement. Yes, he's a little bit inexperienced as a play caller, but you're also assuming that he had total carte blanche up there at Louisville, which I don't believe that he had. Put it all together. Stay behind James Coley. He's bringing a lot to the table right now for Miami football. Is this D-line as legit as it has looked so far this year? Why is the coaching staff struggling so much with game planning when they play quality opponents? Is Brad Kaya ready to take on a heavier load in terms of the game day play sheet beginning this week with the Arkansas State game? And what's the status of Ryan Williams getting more and more accelerated work on the practice field these days? How far away is he from joining the fray at quarterback? And what will Al Golden do when Ryan Williams is cleared by the medical staff. So a lot to talk about, as always, here on Kane Sport Live. And we're going to go right out to the phones, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We're going to try to get a bunch of callers on tonight. So um, get in on the board right now, and, and, and we'll get you on. And we're going to start first in the uh, 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, how are you? Schmeyer, 55. Hey, what's up, Schmeyer? You didn't get in last week, did you? Uh, you know, I wanted to give uh, a week to reflect on my thoughts. I didn't want to uh, jump to any conclusions. <laughs> well, well, you're, uh, one of those fan- you're one of those guys that's always missed on the show, and that's how I knew you weren't on. So um, go ahead, you got the floor. <laughs> I mean, I would just have to tell you that. I'm, I made a comment a few weeks ago. You didn't, well, first of all, we both agreed several weeks ago that starting a true freshman quarterback I didn't think was fair to the to the quarterback. He could go and win two Heisman trophies at Miami. But to start a true freshman is not fair to do to the kid. And it's exactly what it looked like going into that Louisville game, that he was a deer in headlights, which is not fair to the kid. So I don't know what you really think about that. Well, you know, uh, the only reason I didn't yell and scream was out of respect to Coach Golden and, and Coach Coley. I mean, you know, it just made zero sense to me going in. When they, I thought when they, when they got Jake Heaps, I thought it was a gift from God, not because he's the greatest mm-hmm. quarterback in the country, but because it gave them an option, you know. And, um, man, they took that option and, and threw it right out the window. And um, I didn't think he was a deer in headlights. Uh, Robert, I, I thought he handled – Louisville as well as could possibly be expected. But to me, the problem was because of his presence in the game, it it sort of was a liability to the entire offense. It was a liability to the play calling and ultimately took them right out of that ball game because once Louisville stopped turning the ball over, um, you know, they went um, sprinting to the finish line. Right. I mean, no, I completely agree. And obviously I know we've talked about this, but the game plan was, you know, just not, beneficial for him. I mean, the guy got hit every single play, and I acted right, you're right, he was not a deer in headlights, and I think he actually, you know, held his composure pretty well, but I mean, the game plan was just abominable. I don't even know really what to say about it. But, I mean, my biggest concern would be, and I mean, you know that I I probably know a lot of these, I know a lot of these kids personally, and these are not the same, it seems like the same kids that came up through high school and being the all Americans. I mean, these kids, when, you know, when I knew them when they were in 10th, 11th, 12th grade, were just had so much, I hate that word swagger, but so much edge to them and so just, you know, just willing and wanting and better than everyone else. 
And I just feel that none of these kids are really – they're not getting the best out of the players that they really should be. And there's no excuse anymore because they go top to bottom with their skill position players, both on the offensive side of the ball to the safeties to the cornerbacks, better than anyone in the country but FSU. I'm in the ACC. Let's just put it at that. And there should be no way that a Louisville team should make Miami look as ordinary or average that they really did. And that something is not right from the top. Well, I see and two we- problems, Robert. I'm going to tell you two things okay. that I see uh, that I would change immediately um, if, if Al Golden came to me and said, where do you think I'm, I'm going wrong? The first would be the red shirt policy. I, I mean, there is no reason in the world be blowing their red shirts and having so little impact on football seasons as what's been taking place the last few years. And it, I, to me, it's really hindering their progress as a program. That's number one. Um, and then the but other you, thing that before, I would – Before you can do just with that, why, why would, did they ever play Deion Bush last year? How is that kid a junior? And last year was well, such a waste that's of the year. perfect example. I mean, I, I, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's you know, why is Jamal Parker, you know, a, a second-year player? You know, I mean, you could go on and on and on. I mean, um, you know, if you want, well, if you want to go down the roster, they're all over, it's all over the place. And and to me, um, you know, that is having a, a big um, negative impact on the program. I mean, way too many kids who are playing as as true freshmen – in way too minimal of a role. And I'll even go so far as a guy that is having a, a lot of balls thrown his way and is a big focal point, even a kid like Braxton Berrios. It's like, you know, you, you already have so many receivers on the team. Is Braxton Berrios really going to change this season? And, you know, he's playing so much, maybe he's not as good an example, but, you know, you could throw Tyree Brady out there. Is Tyree Brady really going to impact this season? Um you know, so to me, that's one of the big things sticking out to me is the um, the redshirt policy and, and philosophy and, and not redshirting young players. That's number one. And then the other thing that's really sticking out to me and has for the past few seasons is way too much substituting. I mean, way too many guys playing. You know, number one, I think it puts a, an enormous coaching staff to get that many players really ready to play a, a ball game um, and, and do adequate film study and, and, and things like that that help give a football team an edge on Saturday afternoon. You know, I don't understand why, if you have a, a, a starting unit, why they can only play a few plays of the first series, and then by the second series, you're already bringing reinforcements off the bench and playing whole different units and things like that. I, you know, I don't think kids ever. I think it's 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 hindering the the rhythm of players getting into the ball games and 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 feeling engaged in the games and and that would be the second biggest thing that I would say to Al Golden. Al, I think this is something that you should change. So those are the two is things that, that really is that jump on out. The offensive is that on the offensive side of the ball, defense. It's everywhere, general? Robert. It's it's everywhere. It's it's it's, 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 it's not doing. On the offensive line, like they did last year, which was even which was mind-boggling, also. But I agree with you. I mean, these kids are you know they go out there, they play, they're grind. I don't, I don't get, and I'm not one to jump to many conclusions or say fire this guy and let's fly a banner. Obviously, it's stupidness and all that stuff. But Miami has always been able 
to find good, you know, coordinators and whatever it may be. So this whole thing about, you know, when they have upgraded their facilities and, you know, and I hear this, you know, this garbage, people compare them to Alabama. Alabama and Texas are not normal, you know, not normal, but they also don't have the, the breeding grounds like Miami has either to have the kids stay here. So Miami's at a major advantage when it comes to recruiting, when it comes Miami to, you right- know, Miami right now, Robert, is sitting right where Alabama was sitting when Nick Saban got there. there there's, really, there's not as big a disparity as people want to make it. There's a disparity because of Nick Saban and the job that Nick Saban does running that program. But there is no you – know, there doesn't have to be disparity in the on-field performance of Miami and Alabama. I, I agree with you. I mean I, I made a comment a few weeks ago, and I know you didn't agree with me, but – I believe it's kind of coming to fruition a little bit, and I'm just saying I thought Jed, the loss of Jed Fish, and I know he wasn't a great recruiter, and I'm not saying that, you know, you know, the replacement with him and James Coley, you know, not looking at that as a lateral movement, but I just think that a lot of these offensive players peaked or got better. We both know Stephen Morris was an average player, and he brought the best out of Stephen Morris, and it's been a total regression of the offense since then. And, you know, and I, and I, I hate to say it because I hate when I see this, you know, let James Coley, he's got to go through the, you know, the motions. He's learning. This is a work in progress. But this is the University of Miami. This is not uh, some – He doesn't even you – know, he just has to either have a willingness or be enabled to use the playmakers that he has on his roster. I mean, I'll give you an example, Rob. I'm watching, you know, the game was at night the other night, so I'm sitting there and, and, and watching TV in the afternoon, and, and there really weren't a lot of great games on, and I, and I flick on the, the Alabama FAU game for a few minutes. And I'm watching, okay. and they are, they are feeding Amari Cooper the football <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. Now, you know, Amari Cooper's a kid that should have been in Miami, but that's a whole other story. Um, but Golden but you know, Bolden botched that recruiting, and I can tell you I know exactly how that went. He well, I, 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 I know you do because, you know, <laughs> you and I were standing on the, same, on the same field watching Amari Cooper dominate seven-on-seven practices and stuff. You're damn but, right. He's the but, best but player the, that I've seen out there. But, yes, you are 100% correct. But, yes, okay. But continue. I has got 22 catches in two games, I think. 22 or 23 catches in two games. It's his senior year. They're feeding him the football. He's their best playmaker. They're using him. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, my question would be, you've got Philip Dorsett, you have Stacey Coley, who to me are, you know, equal type of athletes to Amari Cooper. You know, right. why, aren't you, why aren't you showcasing them and using them in the same way? And, you know, these are the little things that are very easy to fix, you know, can very much be done. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt that some of the offenses, a lot of the offense actually is being held back for, you know, the run here in the middle of the season and, and things like that. And they're trying oh. not to throw to Kaya and things like that. But you've got some real playmakers on this roster, Robert. And, you know, to me, you know, that's what needs to change, not James Coley. Right. I mean, is Miami good enough that – so let's just put – let's compare this. Georgia, a top team, puts their Heisman candidate – Gurley back there to return kicks. And they're probably a lot better position than Miami. But Miami's all of a sudden good enough that they can't have Duke Johnson returning kicks, but they don't throw them screen passes. So they don't get – that's another few touches the kid doesn't get where they run them right up the middle of the field for two yards and get hit by 12 guys right in the middle. 
I mean, that's well, another example. In, in fairness, I don't think you were going to do that against FAMU. In the Louisville game, they did try to throw Duke the football. They had that one big gainer that got uh, that came back. There was an, I can remember at least two other occasions in that ball game where they tried to throw Duke the ball. I, I think the commitment is there to throw Duke the football. I think the reason they're not using him on kicks is because they plan to use him so much on offense. But I do understand what you're saying, that you know he's the elite player on this roster, and why can't he still return kickoffs? Right. And my, you know, my last point, and I don't even want to bring up recruiting right now because what can you bring up with so much you know, uncertainty and craziness? But, Al, I mean, another little strike against Al Golden is his little New Jersey, you know, his going to try to recruit New Jersey. Well, let's see. Kevin Olsen, bust. Uh, that Muhammad kid, I don't know his situation. I don't know, but right now you got to say the kid is not even playing. So that's another bust. Well, kid has to he's going to play redshirt this year, Robert, because he's going to be forced to, which is, a, which is really a good thing. He should be a really yeah. good player next year as a third-year sophomore. Well, okay. Well, as of right now, he's not on the field, so I rock him down as Simon of a bust. But I understand what you're saying, yes. Hester, that Hester kid, I, you know, I, I maybe has a family issue, I know. But he's not playing right now. And another kid that they went up, they got from that Don Bosco, was committed this year, and then he went right to Ohio State. So his whole little New Jersey connection, I just named four kids that are not on the roster, not doing anything. There could be more, but that whole thing is not working out. But, you know, I hate to – but I just see Miami as just a very average, ordinary team that could either beat you know what? They they can't go and beat you know against Virginia. You don't know what's going to happen. They they're not better than anyone. I don't think right now. But they have the talent that they should be better than everyone. So they have there talent is a problem. Better. Hey, before I let you go, let me ask you one of the first questions that we talked about at the at the top of the show, which I, I want to try to get some opinions on tonight. Is and you know I think you're a good person to answer this question. Why do you think the fan base is so polarized right now when it comes to Al Golden, and, and why do you? think that the support is so split um i can tell you i mean i listen to the shows on 560 i listen to him in the morning and it's the same thing over and over he sounds so everything he says the numbers he makes comparisons everything sounds great and you know and i you and i don't you i don't blame you at all you always just say it how it is but everything just sounds so great and then when you actually see it on the field it's you're looking at an average product that's not so great. And I think that's what's starting to catch up to him. And yeah, I, I think he leaves himself. And you know when he always says, well, he puts it on himself. Blame me, blame me. Well, you know what? It's time to become accountable because this is on you now, buddy. You've had your chance. And I never was, you know, against him because I, always, I didn't think he had the players at the time. They were young. But he's got the players now, and I know he has the players because I've seen him with my eyes. So well, people, people are listening to him now. <laughs> they are they are pointing at him it's and they the are same. blaming him. Does, does he, Robert, Robert, does he win? Is beating Nebraska in two weeks enough to win everybody back? Well, <laughs> I don't know when you were flicking through those channels if you came across that Nebraska game the other day, but they played was it McNeese State and they yeah. were lucky, lucky, luck, very lucky to win that game. So, I, but you know what? I could tell you right now because I've been following this that Miami lines up better man to man against everyone than Nebraska. So they should beat Nebraska. So I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you. I, 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 I don't, they have better skill players. Why I'm asking players. you? Huh? 
I, 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 you I know. don't know. I, I, you know, let's get to Arkansas State first because I was impressed with what I saw. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they, no, hey, be don't beat yourself. This is a dangerous team. If you're not ready to it's play a, and don't go out there and, and take care of business, this is a team that can push you into the fourth quarter without a doubt. So, Michael, am I to answer the question? If he beats Nebraska, does he win the thing? I think it settles, settles the fan base. But then if they go to lose to a Duke, a Virginia, or something like that, people are going to be in, you know, arms in the air again. So, I, you know, this is that Nebraska team is not not a top five team by any means. So you're not going okay, to win so either. Parting, some... so parting thought, Robert, before I go on mm-hmm. to the next caller, how does Al Golden win the fans back? What does he have to do this year to win the fans back? Uh, let's see. I, I, he's, I, I don't mind a loss. I just don't think that they're, he's getting the best out of these kids. There's something wrong. There's no edge to the players. No, I understand all that. Them. How does he so win everybody back? Top, what does he have to do? I, I want to see a competitive uh, – a team that looks good. I don't, you know, I don't know what to say, but what I'm seeing on this field does not look like a good product to me. And and that's all, you know, I like to see effort, I like to see heart, and I like to see progress, and I'm not really seeing any any of that from year to year, year to game to game. So that's, I, I, you know, I really can't put my finger on exactly what it needs to be done, but that's with something in the right direction, some type of spark, something. If, there, if something is missing, I can't put my you're, finger on you're it. You're looking at style points. More so than the one-loss record, you want to no. look at style points. I'm looking for a team that, that looks motivated and wants to play. What I'm seeing is, you know what, this, and I, this is what I keep saying, and I, I, I could be totally wrong with this. I think Al Golden is the type of coach that could take a Big Ten school, like let's put in Illinois, and make average recruits and average players with a lot of heart and those type of players go out there and play in his defensive scheme and playing his offensive scheme and play better. I think the Miami athletes, and those type of Tracy Howard, Artie Burns, Jamal Carter, Deion Bush, I just named studs, uh, Duke Johnson, Stacey Coley, uh, Dorsett. You're talk- these kids, just let them play. Let them go out there and let them just they will. Those kids are better than any other kids that they will line up against except for FSU. Let those kids play. So something isn't right. I mean, they're being overcoached or they're not playing with the emotion that I know that they have, and I know they have. Too much substitution. Too much substitution. All right, Robert. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I'll see you out there on Saturday, Gary. You got it. I'll be back in next week. All right. All right. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 754, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's happening, Gary? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Who's this? This is Jerome, man. I, I missed you last week. Uh, didn't get couldn't get in, but uh, I'm calling tonight, man. You know, you you asked some pretty good questions, man. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, the guy before me, he was, you know, he spoke very well on some things. And I tell you something, Gary. I, from what I see about the the Kings, it, it's like Al Golden. I we don't see a finished product. And like you say, you throw that in with too much substitution. Uh, breaks the rhythm, uh, and you know the continuity can't seem to uh, take place. Uh, uh, as, you know, at certain at certain positions or or units, I should say. And uh, and sometimes I think it's come from 
promising the kids to play so soon. Uh, these kids are so impatient. Uh, uh, the kid Hester, I mean, he, he came down here with, with, with high accolades, and yet he, he you know, he don't want to uh, 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 wait to to make uh, a play behind anybody. It, it, and, you know, you, when you get a lot of kids like that, they're, it's like they're trying to have, they're letting their situation dictate how they're going to coach. So you better bring them in and play them before you lose them. But, Kai, Kai you know, Hester I, saw he's I, three years away from really getting some real playing time, and he said, I'm out of here. And I, and I don't yeah. doubt that he had a family emergency and all that stuff, but but it, it, it became a convenient reason to, to bail out and, and go to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, then you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that's, that's been going on. But, you know, I disagree with the guy about Jersey. I don't think we should quit Jersey because I look out of years. I remember the James Lewis, the Ed Wilkins, uh, Greg Mark, the Danny Stubbs, and uh, we've gotten some good players from New Jersey. You know, just so far, it, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's not quite there, but you keep recruiting there. You know, because that is the talent where Ohio State get players from, uh, Penn State, everybody, you know, a lot of talent come out of that New Jersey area. You know, I remember one time in the NFL, it was one block in New Jersey that had about four or five guys in the NFL. One block. In the, in the, uh, I can't remember the, uh, the number specifically right now, but I remember on the NFL Network seeing that and jumping out at me. And I said, well, there, there's some talent in New Jersey. But, uh, uh, Gary, we, we, we just got a thing down where we can protect Kaya, where he can get a little comfort. But the running game just got to just go up to another level. We just got to be able to run the ball so Kaya well, the now play let me action fun, can let, work whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now you got to stop because I got to correct you on this okay. one. You had two okay. running backs last week that both almost gained 100 yards. All right. Okay, um, Duke, Duke, Duke Johnson had 97, and Yearby had 95. Um, it's the first okay. time in seven seasons that Miami's had two 95-yard rushers in the same game. So I don't think you can knock the running game. Well, what I'm saying is, okay, with, with him being a true freshman, we didn't have that running game against Louisville. Okay, that running game wasn't there. You're talking about the running game against FAMU. Okay, yeah, maybe that sh- he should have thrown for a little more yards then. But I'm also saying that we move moving ahead, Gary. We just got to keep that running game going. That with, with the numbers we see against FAMU, they got to be put up against t- uh, tougher competition. I think we, you know, pretty soon somebody gonna get behind uh, uh, the defensive backs and get open or something as we go, you know, we're going to be challenged to go downfield or they're going to come and stack the box. We're going to have to take chances, man, and you, and you can't keep this kid, uh, uh, you know, uh, not allowing him to uh, play. And, and the guy said another interesting thing, Gary. Some of these guys, I think you got to let their emotions, you got to let their emotions take over. They, they, they play in high school like this. They, got, they, they play with emotions, man, and somehow – the emotions get a little bit held back a little bit some, somewhat, the, man. The way and, you play you know, with emotions is you, you have to showcase your best players. Yeah, and that, exactly. that's something they, they need to do a better job of that very quickly here. And like, and like you said, Gary, you were so right with that about so much substitution. The offensive line, Gary, last year, we couldn't get no continuity with, with bringing in. Well, this all, year they, they know, don't have depth on the O-line, but they're substituting like crazy everywhere else, and, and – 
you know, I just, I just, I think it's too much. I, I think you, you know, like I said earlier, you're, you're trying to get too many guys prepared, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and on the offensive side of the ball, you're not showcasing your best players. You know, I mean, yeah. Philip yeah. needs to be showcased this year. This is it for him. You know, he, well, he needs. It's to going to take Kyrie to get the ball to him, and and then, like I said, the blitz, and we got to pick up the blitz. It's execution. We got, we got to execute. We got to right, well, keep hey, Kyrie um, from getting knocked around. Great call. Um, let's just appreciate you being part of the show, um, and give us a call again next week. All right, you take care, Gary. You have a blessed week, man. I'll speak with you again. All right, Jerome. Thank you. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to 757. You're now live on Kane Sport okay. Live. Hi. Hey, how you doing? All right, my man. Doing good. How you this? doing, Gary? Kim Ellison for DB. How you doing? What's up, man? What you got for us? Oh, man, I got a lot of good things. Okay, I needed to ask a question. I heard you ask a gentleman about uh, the red shirt. How does it actually go? Because at one time people would tell me, that if they didn't play over two games or so many quarters, that it, you know, it wouldn't affect them. But then I heard, now if they get in the game, that's it. Red shirt gone, right? Well, in, in, the only way you can redshirt once you're in a game is if you're injured. Okay, so, you know, what what teams usually do, I mean, let's be honest, is guys will have phantom injuries that they want to redshirt. Now, you can't get away with that with six guys. Okay, you could sneak one or two of those through, and no one will call you out on it. And they got to show up on the train. They got to show up on the list in the training room, and you know it could be sprained ankles or, or, or you know, or, or whatever. Um, yes, sir. But if you go into a game and you're not injured, you can't redshirt. Got it. Got it. Okay. So now, but like y'all said, it's a lot of players playing. I don't know why so many people playing. I, I mean, like we're receiver. I like Malcolm Lewis. Uh, I mean, we got we have so many receivers. Like you said, Barrels is a good kid, no doubt. He's been contributing since he's playing, but it's like it's no player shirt. It's like you know, you you just playing everybody. And then the other question is, uh, these third down conversions are terrible. Two or ten versus Sam. You, oh no, that's that much better. Yep, no doubt about it. Better get better I, I mean, yeah, it's got to get better quick. I mean, Arkansas State, I've seen what they did to Virginia Tech two years ago. In Blacksburg, put them on the ropes. Tech came away with the victory, but it wasn't an easy victory for them. Not at all. Not at all. But, like I said, hopefully the Kings will get this stuff together. Al Golden, you know, he, I mean, he, yeah, I, I mean, I ain't got nothing against him, but to me, you know, I'm just going to say, I really don't think he's going to be in Miami. I might be wrong for saying that there. I just still. When that fiasco went down in January about Penn State and it was going back and forth, back and forth, he really never had to ask him no questions. He got away with that one, really. So he's there, but is he really happy in Miami? Do you think he's really happy in Miami? I mean, anybody can say they happy. I don't but think he's happy right this minute. I mean, how can he be happy? The the, the whole town is, is you know, turning on him. you across the head, yeah. That's I true. mean, that's true. you know, coaches, they they ignore that stuff, but they don't ignore that stuff, you know? I mean – it's not like he's, you know, not aware of it. I'm sure he is. I'm sure his his mm-hmm. wife is aware of it. I'm sure they discuss it at home and, and things like yes, that. Sir. I mean, so I'm sure he's not thrilled to death right now. But, you know, we've seen this before. I mean, these things can turn 
very quickly. And, he, you know, he goes out and, and puts up a couple big wins here over the next month or so of the season, and people will be excited again. But, uh, you know, there's no question that the way they went up to Louisville was not the way to start that season. No, sir, it was And I told everybody, a lot of my people here that came, saying, I said, if we go 3-2 and two in September, it's a win-win. 4-1 and one would be great. That means we beat Nebraska, and then we beat Duke. So 4-1 and one going in October is great. But like you said, going into Lincoln, everybody's going to have to play good. Even though McNeese State, they played real hard against Nebraska side. And should have won, but should have, could have. They didn't win. And, well, you know, you know, that, that's beat. kind of what I mean. You know, you go into October four and one. I think things have, you know, are, are going to start to turn back in the other direction for them. You know, and people yeah. will Louisville people too. get the Louisville game. Yeah, they'll get the Louisville game. But like I said, y'all got a great show. Um, that's all I had to add tonight. Ain't too much to elaborate. You're going to hear a billion people elaborate on a whole bunch of stuff. I just wanted to make sure I wanted to know about the recruiting. And like you said, them two for ten on third down. We can't get this. Down tax starting this week, we don't have some problems down the line. Can't win games like that. You know it, and everybody in 305. You have a good day, Gary. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, you know, there's obviously uh, no doubt that third down is number one right now um, on the agenda up there at the Hex Center. Uh, you know, you just cannot have this bad. Well, you can't have even close to this bad of a conversion rate and be a good football team. So, um, you know, they're going to be looking to make improvement there, obviously, as the season goes on. Let's go back now to the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? Johnny O from Bird Road. What do you say, Johnny O? All right, man. Um, all right, so, so let's say this, this, uh, this guy, you know, with, the, with the raising the funds to, to fly the banner, you know, He's already more than halfway there. He's, he, it could be already that he flies the banner this Saturday. I mean, you know, what what are the consequences if that happens? Well, I mean, my fir- the first thing I'll say is if Not anybody FSU, knows you this Saturday, he's talking about doing it this Saturday now. Well, he's he's yeah. he already almost got the thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I don't think it even costs that much to fly those planes. But um, yeah, I think he could do it for like six hundred. But um, the first thing I'm going to say is if anybody who's listening right now knows Danny Vasquez, um, number one, tell him to email me right now at canesport at bellsouth.net because I would love to get him on the show and, and, and have him explain himself a little bit to everybody that's listening out there tonight. Um, but, you know, I, I think you also got to try to, like, you know, knock some sense into him. I mean, you know. Well, he, he, was, way, he was stating – he was stating the facts because it's been ten years. It's been you know too long of a time. He built a okay. Twitter page because and it's just all facts. That's what he's you know the numbers don't lie. He said he's not wrong. It has been ten years and it's been a horrible ten years. And this year started out horrifically with that second yeah. half at Louisville. No argument. I don't think anyone would argue with any of that. However, is it? appropriate to embarrass the entire fan base right now and start flying a plane it's already making national news i mean i i've already started to see it i'm on yeah. some of the national sites and things like that yeah. is it appropriate yeah. you know just off of the article that they wrote in new times i mean is it appropriate to embarrass the entire fan base by talking about doing something like that 
number yeah. one, and then doing it on the day of the Florida State game, the one day because of the NCAA sanctions that Miami's entertaining every single recruit in the state, that that's the day they've chosen, and now you're going mm-hmm. to sit there and fly a plane around the stadium uh, before the game saying to fire the head coach? I mean, you know, that's not being a fan. That's not advancing the Miami football program. Al Golden has five years left on his contract. He's not getting fired. Uh, there's nobody writing a $10 million check to the University of Miami to pay off Al Golden. So, you know, you know it, it's all foolishness. And, you know, somebody yeah. needs to sit Danny Vasquez down and say, hey, you know, great that you're such a passionate fan, you know, but calm yourself down a little bit and maybe be a little bit more productive um, in your role as a fan of the football program. And, you know, as I was thinking, you know, if you were to ask the players – about what Danny Vasquez wants to do, I think they would be pissed off and offended to have lost faith in them, to to not be able to, to have faith in them to keep on winning the rest of the games. I bet you if you ask the players if they think they can win out, I bet you every one of them will say yes. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, so how, how are you going to support them and, and you know, if if you're going to do something that, that they won't approve of. You know, if there's going to be a major movement, let it be from the players because they're the ones that really know what's going on. They're there. You know, not from uh, a, a, a nobody that, that is not even a part of the football team. Yep, you're right. You know? But, yeah, so if anybody knows this Danny Vasquez, have him, uh, have him get in touch with us right now by email, Sport at bellsouth.net, and we'll try to route him onto this show here tonight and uh, let him do a little explaining. Yeah. Now that I've talked to you a little bit about this, I'm, I'm in agreement that it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's not a good idea. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about tonight? That's it, man. Thank you, man. Put me on hold. Oh, you want me on hold? Okay. Not a problem. Thanks yeah. for calling. Thanks. All right. Let's go out now to the 917, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. What's up? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How you doing this week? What's going on, Gary? Uh, Gary, just to touch on something that you said. Um, you said that Al Gordon's not going anywhere barring the $10 million, right? Well, I didn't say he's not going anywhere. He's he's not getting fired. He might well, I mean, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. He's not getting fired. So even barring a losing season, we have to put up with this guy still? Wow. I mean, I mean, first of all, I don't think they have but yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. going to be your football coach for at least the next, I got at least the next two, three years, unless he decides himself that he's going to go someplace else. I'm, I'm, it's, it's just a scary thought just to keep somebody, keep somebody around that's not producing because of the money. Well, now, wait, no, wait, slow down. At what point does it ruin the brand? Because our brand is slowly going down. Okay, hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Now, you you say he's not producing. You know, there has been a progression of victories each of his first three seasons. Okay. Same as Randy Shannon. Well, no, because Randy went went backwards. Okay. He got fired the day he went, the year he went backwards. But there has been a, a, a clear progression for Al Golden in terms of victories. Now, he's got one loss so far in 2014. Nobody has any idea where this season's going. And I'm not saying that 
everybody wasn't justified being very upset after the Louisville game because I've been out there and said it's fair for everybody to judge this year, and and that was a stinker. Okay, that was a it was a it was a flawed game plan, flawed decisions, and it cost them any opportunity to win that ball game. So everybody's very justified. However. You still have 10 games left here this year, and you still have a whole season in front of you, and there is no reason why this football team cannot go win nine or 10 games this year. So no, I, I think that's a tall weird. order, Gary. Well, it's a, it seems like a tall order, but you know what? They have enough talent on the roster to do it. They just got to figure out how to use it the right way. Yeah, because just based off of what I'm saying, it's, it seems like the ACC has 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 – you know, it's becoming a pretty good brand of football now. You know, like people are either going to catch Miami and surpass them very quickly if a change doesn't happen. Like, I didn't think for the life of me that Virginia Tech would be this Virginia Tech that I saw on Saturday. You know, like you always expect a great coach team out of Virginia Tech. But Virginia Tech finds a way to win that big game, and we're still oh. looking for that formula to do this same thing. take another point, though. They, they caught Ohio State, you know, reeling from the loss of Braxton Miller. So, you know, it's not an excuse. It's still Ohio and, State, Gary. It's the number five-ranked team in the country. I, I, I agree. It's still Ohio it's State. It's still Ohio State. They caught that game at the right time. Now, that said, that's a very well-coached football team. They beat, they beat the, the, the snot out of Miami last year. And, and and you know that Frank Beamer is going to come into that game on a Thursday night in Blacksburg with a hell of a game plan, and it's going to be a tough out for the Hurricanes, and that they're that's a game that they're going to be very hard-pressed to win. It's a scary thought because uh, I was having a discussion with one of my friends, and he brought up something very interesting. He asked me, out of the last seven years, could you agree, sanctions and all, uh, Miami had better recruiting classes in Virginia, Georgia Tech, Duke, and North Carolina. I said yes. There's no question. And he said, but those teams are all better than Miami. Okay, who says? Who says Virginia and Georgia Tech are better than Miami? Well, we always have a hard time beating Virginia. I mean, we beat Virginia last year. The year before, right. you know, they embarrassed us with a, a third-string quarterback. I understand, but how many years in a row have you beaten Georgia Tech? I'm going to use the argument you used with Virginia Tech and Ohio State. We called Virginia, uh, we called Georgia Tech where they were having problems at their quarterback position, and that guy is lost now. I mean, we had a nice little run of beating Georgia Tech two years in a row. Okay, well, you're going to be back in, in Atlanta in a few weeks, so you'll get to see. But I, I think you're jumping the gun suggesting, or your friends are or whatever, suggesting that all those teams are better the, uh, further along. You don't the think Virginia the, Tech the is better than us? I think they you were. You don't think the Duke other, is hey, a better team than us right now? I think we'll find out in a couple of weeks. They better not be. You think you think, <laughs> you're seeing a fan, you think you're seeing a fan meltdown right now? Wait, wait, wait! If if Duke ends up winning that game at Sun Life Stadium in in, in three weeks, <laughs> oh my God! Talk about pressure. Yeah. At what point do you say, okay, okay, you know, because it's, it's got to be the coaching because. Man for man, we're better than Duke. Player for player, we're better than Duke. But, 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 but these things can change, okay? And, and I think what, right now the, the staff that you have in place is the one that you're going to go through this season with. And right now as a fan, I think what you have to hope for is that they, they get everything right, they 
play a solid game this Saturday and they go to Lincoln, Nebraska, and they win that game. And if they do that, they're in, they're in a decent place going into the, the heart of the ACC schedule. I hope so. All right, Gary, one last question. Well, it's more of a statement. Um, when Steve Adazio took over the Temple job, right, after Al Golden left, I remember him saying something that, you know, it didn't, it didn't strike a chord until recently. He says, this t- that team just wasn't tough. He wants to bring a toughness to that team. And I realize that we're not that tough either. Okay, fair. Team, teams just out-tough us. I mean, it's one thing, like, you see teams like Virginia Tech, they may not be better than, they may not have better athletes than us, but those guys are tough, and they're well-coached. Yeah. They're not going to back down. They're not going to go backwards. They're just going to keep pressing forward. They're just a tougher team. Now, if we could just have a tough team with this talent, maybe we could get that signature win, like, pull off, you know, take take FSU deep into the fourth quarter and maybe a fumble happens and we pull a game out, you know. But right now we're just not built for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Toughness is without question an issue. Do you think that that, that comes from the coach? Like like the team is a reflection of their coach? I mean. And maybe Al Golden just isn't that that type of guy? I'm not sure it's just – I mean, teams can take on the personality of the head coach. There's no question. But, you know, I'm just not sure that top to bottom that that's the type of coaching staff they have. I mean, these are nice guys. They're family men. They're – I mean, they're not the, – you know, those they're not a hard-nosed type of, you know, football staff. And, and, you know, that might have something to do with it. You know, that might be why there's a little – you know, I use the term a little too much South Beach um, yeah. out there at, at times, and uh, I think it's a fair it's a fair comment. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know what more to say about it. I mean, I think your point is very fair. Yeah, well, I'm just hoping that they could turn something around, uh, get us a nice number of wins. I'm not asking for the world right now. Just get us a nice number of wins and finally get a bowl game win so we could send some of these seniors out winners. You know what I'm saying? All right, BK. Yes, I do. All hey, right, thank you for being part of the show tonight. Call us again next week. I will. Oh, always good talking to you. All, All right, 646-595-2048, Let's go now to the 786, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, sorry. You're going to have to call back. All right, let's go now to the 502. Where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey Gary, how's it going? Going good. Who's this? This is Hunter. Actually, I talked to you about a the week before the Louisville game. We were doing a big tailgating thing out here in Louisville. Oh, okay, I remember you. How did it go? Uh, it went good. Tailgating was great. Uh, game and eh, really not that I good. I couldn't find you. Uh, I walked. I walked around the whole stadium twice. I couldn't find you. <laughs> well, we 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 were a couple blocks off the stadium, so we were we oh, could okay. see the stadium, good walking distance. But like I said, great atmosphere. All the Miami fans were there. So, but uh, I got a couple questions to ask you. Uh, the 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 Coley uh, injury is that something serious or just a bruise? Or they've been holding him out this week. I I, I don't think it's serious. Um, whether he how much he'll play on Saturday. I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure they would love to not have it get re-aggravated this week if they can get by. Um, but Stacey Coley is such a big part of the offense. I got to believe that he'll be out there. 
if he's if he can go at all. Um, but they haven't said anything definitive on it yet. But they have held him out of practice uh, the last couple of days. Oh. Okay, and uh, what about the – everybody has the the rankings of the defenses, and I've seen one where it had Miami ranked eighth in the nation in defense. Now, is that something – I mean, I know it's a, it's a positive, but is that something that you can judge on the first two games we played that is that no, it is a positive? It's, well, it's a positive because they, they only gave up, I think, 350 yards at Louisville – but I think it's skewed by the FAMU game, where that you know I, I I think they you know FAMU only have 25 yards rushing, so any yeah. defensive stats right now are are going to be skewed without question, and I'm sure they are top 10 in the country just based on that. It'll yeah, even and, itself and, out and, as the year goes on. And with the defense, I've noticed a lot, and I've seen people post stuff everywhere when you see them on third and one. And they have everybody. They have everybody five to seven yards off the line, linebackers. And I don't understand why he's doing that every time when it's third and one. I don't understand why he's pressuring, why he's sending more people in. But it seems like he's playing a soft cover or a zone every time it's third and one. You think he would have, you know, eight in the box to cover a well, you know a run? I mean, they haven't had a ton of those situations this year. I think the one you're mostly referring to was in the Louisville game where they yeah. struggled where they struggled to get lined up. There was a lot of confusion, and Louisville ended up gaining six yards on that play. Um, I'm not ready personally to, to declare that a problem at, at this point. And, you know, I think there will be other opportunities here in the next few weeks to judge that. Um, so you know, not much I can really say on that subject. But and, I know uh, what, what about, you're talking about. Uh, and, and what about Ryan Williams? Are we possibly maybe going to see him in the Nebraska game? Is that you know, a, a maybe? I, I would say it's a, it's a very much a maybe right now. You're definitely not going to see him this week. I think he's still a few weeks away um, from being cleared by the doctors. They're not going to throw him out there and, and, and watch him get hurt again because they put him out there too early. Um, deep down – when you've got Jake Heap sitting there and you've got Kevin Olsen sitting there, um, I personally would like to see Ryan Williams' red shirt this year. I think that would be in his best interest and come back for spring practice 100% and compete with Brad Kaya and the other guys, and, I, and I'm anticipating a transfer from Olsen. Um, but, you know, like Al Golden said today, you know, go and try to tell that to Ryan Williams. And I, I think we're just going to have to see how this plays out. If it's the middle of the year – and he's just getting cleared. I don't know how you just disrupt your football team after two months of practice with Brad Kaya and now throw Ke- you know Ryan Williams out there and and not really know what you're going to get. I mean, I personally, to me, that would be another bad decision. But we'll see. So you think they're going to they're going to stick it out with Kaya in the? Because like I said, the offensive line has been kind of iffy. That I've seen good things out of them, like when they used. Uh, throwing year be in last week and the running game was was unbelievable like you said both of them almost surpassed 100 yards uh gus had a good game uh, i thought the running game was really really good uh i'm hoping that uh that keeps going uh so we're we gonna start seeing more year be in with how he showed last week against FAMU. wait, wait um I'm, I'm i'm sorry i just uh, as you were making that last comment i just got a text what say say it again uh last week with uh, Yearby and Duke having great games, and even Gus having some good runs. 
are we going to start seeing more of the the run game with a year being there and Gus in there? Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, year B is going to be a huge part of this offense the whole year. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, you, you saw the kind of talent he has. No, he's unbelievable. And, uh, well, that's all I got, man. You got a good show going on. All right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of it. Give us a call again next week. All right, thanks. Yeah, on the subject of Ryan Williams, guys, I just, you know, I just don't know how, unless Brad Kaya hits a wall here and stops progressing, I just don't know how, if you're sitting there and it's game five or six, you turn the clock back and now put Kaya on the bench for the rest of the year and, and, and go with Ryan Williams just for the sport of it. I, I don't know. That's going to be another tough decision for Al Golden. Um, but right now, me personally, I would lean towards sticking with uh, Brad Kaya. All right, let's go out now to the 484, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Gary? How you doing? Who's this? I'm doing good. Hey, it's Philly to you. All righty, man. What you got, Phil? Lee? Hey, man. You know, um, I don't know what to say, man. I, you know what? I just don't – like, one thing you brought up earlier, you talked about, um, like, redshirt, and we need to redshirt players, and – I don't know, man. I just don't think – I don't think Golden is it, man. You know, um, I just think we've had enough time to to look and actually judge. I mean, even going back and you look at Temple, people say, well, I bring up Temple. If you look at his, his stats for Temple, the third down percentage over three, four years, I put that on the board. You know, his, his win-loss percentage against teams. I mean, like a caller earlier brought up, you know, Georgia Tech and how we own Georgia Tech. Well, Temple and, and Al Golden own Navy, so they do good against option teams. But that's the only thing they do good against. It's like every other team, you know, owns them. You know, I think I don't know. I don't know if they have a plan. There's, I mean, Golden, he's, 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 he has a good sound bites. He works really hard. But I don't think they have an actual, actual plan of, of developing these kids. Here's the one thing they, I'll tell you. Them, Al Golden has a plan, okay? You may not like it. You might see flaws in it. But that guy has a plan. And not only does he have a plan, he's got a backup plan for the plan. He is incredibly organized, very detailed. You know, that that's not an, an issue. But, you know, well, we talked well, maybe, about it earlier in the show. I agree that the redshirting thing is an issue. You, you know, I think it's, it's, it's holding back their progression as a program um, because guys are, are moving too fast through the cycle and not having the, the the proper time to develop as players, and then you're not playing guys enough reps because they're splitting time all the time to to make those progressions themselves. That's my opinion. And, and you know, and, that, and that's true because you know I I, hear, I heard him talking about getting uh, like Tyree um, in the game and getting um, um, David from the the Jersey tight end or the receiver from the, in the game. I'm like, why? Why? Tyree Brady was we, on the we, field. I we've had trouble. But my thing is, like, we we had trouble getting, you know, Phil Corset and Herb Waters touches in the first game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even in the yeah, second right. game. He's so right. so He's if you have a problem designing a game plan to to take advantage of your other talented receiver, your, your upperclassman talent, your senior and your junior wide receiver who are, who are you know, not really that much below. I mean, Coley's a star. But her waters had some giddy up. I mean, size, hands, and speed. So for a second, blow by anybody. And you have to allow they, your older players. You have to allow your older players that are quality to showcase themselves, mm-hmm. or else you start to lose the locker room a little bit. If, and if that's the thing. That, that's where I'm talking can't about. Can't start losing his, his guys. Okay, this is but, money year. 
Philip Dorsett. Okay, this is. And it, I mean, you know, the guy runs four four two. Okay, I mean that there there is a lot of a lot of of, of green stuff out there for Philip Dorsett if he has a good year this year. Okay, you have to let that a kid like that go, in my opinion. But that that but that's that's my point, Gary. I mean that that's that's one of my points is like you know in terms of his plan for development, like what you're you're, you're playing too like you said earlier you're playing too many people and the people who you do have you're not game planning but you're you're creating packages like like why does Grace have a package? Why can't he just you know if you if you play him at the will keep him at the will and develop him at the will then maybe by his you know he should have redshirted but maybe by his junior senior year. Like Beeson, like Vilmer, like the rest of them guys, they can learn other positions. But keep him his first two years at the will learning position. Why bring him in on a package? Why is Barrios coming in on a package? You know, like you'll see, like first down, we'll run one one package, one three one uh, three receiver set. But we'll have like Malcolm, Dorsett, and then Stacy Coley. But next we go we go like four wide shotgun. You may have like um, uh, Jamari Jones and then Barrios. Then Malcolm and then somebody else. Why? Why? That's stupid. That's what I'm talking about. He has the, the, the plan in terms of development, in terms of redshirting, in terms of getting your playmakers the ball in the game. You know that that's what I'm talking about. The plan, the plan of development, developing your players. Well, he and has I, a I, philosophy. I his philosophy is to keep his entire roster engaged by including them in the games and and, and making them part. Of of the big picture, and that's his coaching but that, philosophy. But you know what? But that, that, but that, I, don't, that's, I don't. I don't. To me, that that's either. dumb. No, because that's that's, 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 that's like the whole, like the whole black shirt thing. You know why is Fencher in a black shirt? He's not going to start. But to keep him engaged, oh, I'm putting him in a black shirt. He's been showing great leadership. No, that's dumb. If you're that's, if you're creating if you're creating an atmosphere, philosophy. if you're creating an atmosphere of competition. Okay, guys are going to transfer anyway. Guys are going to do whatever they you, you got to create an atmosphere of competition. That's why you see teams like Bama, teams like Florida State, teams like Ohio State, teams like Baylor, all these teams being successful because they, they create an area of competition. They don't sit there and say, oh, well, this guy is playing so good. I'm going to go ahead and put him in a black shirt or I'm going to go ahead. No, no. You stay engaged and working your tail off. Okay, that's how Miami. You, you didn't have Andre Johnson sitting there complaining, wanting to, wanting to be engaged, sitting behind Santana Moss and Reggie Wayne. I agree. No. I agree. You know, I, I, it, I don't, I don't, so I don't think you to do, but, man. I don't but think he's got a do. different philosophy, and, and 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 he's entitled to it. But like I said it earlier in the show, if I were sitting down with him, and and you know, and he said to me, Gary. You know, tell tell me what you know. Three things that you see that you think that we could do better. That would be one of them. All right, hey, thanks this, so much for being part yeah, of the show. Go ahead, Gary. Thanks. Let's you get on with your, with your show. Have a good yeah, one. Yeah, thanks for being part of it. Give us a call again next week. All right. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go out now to the two hundred five, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? All right, you're going to have to call back. Um, we're going to go to the 205 again. You are now live on Transport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this dog. This dog called a couple of weeks ago. All right, man, what you got for us tonight? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the rotation. How are you liking that rotation? 
<laughs> no, I, I, I think it. I think it's too much rotation. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think. I think we. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we are really uh, suffering uh, from letting our players, especially the receivers, get into the groove and and you know really learn how to take over a game. Uh, and I mean, it's ridiculous. Like you were just saying, Amari Cooper, he caught what twenty-two balls in two games. I mean, how how many plays did they let did, did they rotate him in and out? And we talked yeah, about like, Alabama. And, and, and you know, to me, this it has a carryover effect. Like, you know, how are you going to go recruit Calvin Ridley? Okay, and, and they they weren't they're not getting at this point. They're not getting Calvin Ridley anyway. He's going to Alabama. But let's say that it wasn't already decided. How are you supposed to win that recruiting battle if they're sitting there saying, hey, you know, Amari Cooper came up from South Florida. Look what we've done for him, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, how, how are you going to win that argument? Yeah, and, they, and, and, not and our, receivers, our, our receivers haven't been high school numbers. I mean, so, I mean so we have receivers that, that can start have, anywhere. They, they, they have to. They have to take a look at this, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about stubborn golden. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sort of on well, the fence with golden right now. Not, well, I don't think it's fair to use the word stubborn because, you know, he has a philosophy and he's executing his philosophy, and there's nobody telling him, "Hey, your philosophy's wrong." And I'm not sure that anybody's entitled to tell him that. You know, it's his job, it's his program, and he's entitled to have his philosophy. And you can disagree with it or think there's something wrong with it. I could think that th- that it's a mistake. Some of the things he's doing, but it's his it's his, it's his show. So yeah, I, I don't well, need I mean, to up. And we should see. Okay. Well, uh, I got another uh, uh, comment. Guy uh, yeah, was probably earlier about the mentality of our players. Um, Do you think that Golden is is a uh, trying to turn us into the Penn State of the South? No. I think that's that's a fallacy. That's a bunch of nonsense. I think oh, he's just man. trying to run his program the way he believes is the right way to do it. And if it's and, where did he... I, I, I feel like he's trying to turn us into a bunch of, uh, you know, nice, nice guys, hard-working, uh, play with uh, minimum emotion. Uh, I don't know that that's I mean, fair. I mean, he uses the term. I mean, he coined the phrase "Utah." You know, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mean, he wants to be a tough football team. Utah emotionally, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, the emotion comes from making big plays, and there just haven't been enough of those so far this year. Uh, uh, no, yeah. You got anything else tonight? No, no, I'm good tonight. All right, man. Hey, thank, thanks for calling in and being part of the show. Give us a holler next week. All right, man. All right, 646-595-2048. We're moving along here on a Tuesday night. The Canes Nation having a summit meeting, as we do each and every Tuesday night. And let's go now to the 951. You're now live on Canes Hey, what's going on, Gary? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. I just have, uh, you know, I just wanted to – on my two cents. I've been trying to get in the last three weeks, but 
Um, has anybody touched on the Shalala thing? She that she's leaving. Uh, no, not yet. I know. A, Go ahead. You can be the first. Yeah, I know a lot of people were saying like, she's probably a part of the problem, which I don't agree or disagree. I just kind of makes me wonder that the program fell so much since he's been in charge. And you know, I was at the 2001 and 2002 national championship when she was there. She's not and part like, of any problem. Yeah. She has so. not been part of the problems at all. The oh, only okay. thing I would say about Donna, Donna Shalala and the University of Miami in general is they probably could do a little bit more of supporting the athletic department from the general university fund. Um, they, uh, they, they require that the athletic department pretty much sustain itself, and that's okay. a little bit of a burden at times. Other than that, I don't think anybody can have any beefs with Donna Shalala. Okay, but it's just like a certain type of player hasn't been there in a while. Like, a, you know, like I'm watching Louisville, and they're like how they are. They just they do look like the old Miami players. It's like, and they're all just about the whole team look like they were from Dade County. And it's just irritating to watch. Oh, he's from Miami Central, and this guy's from Miami Central, and, uh, and this guy's from Northwestern. It, it was just irritating just to watch that and knowing that these guys should have been playing for us. And and you were saying how Al Golden is very organized. I just wanted to ask, like, if he's so organized, has he ever been out to a few of the, like, high school practices to see how Florida boys are? Like, man, I'm, I'm a Florida boy. We're a different not breed. Really like, allowed to be out there. I mean, his assistants are, right? His assistants are. I mean, yeah, we're a different breed. You got to let us be who we are, though. You know, it's like from, from football to basketball, whatever, wherever in life, just – it's just we are different, you know, and if you bottle that up, you're not going to get the result you want from a, a Florida kid or a down south kid. It's just not going to happen when you're trying to bottle up all that emotion, and I don't see they're playing with emotion. It don't, doesn't look like the Hurricanes I grew up loving, you know. Well, it's, it's I mean, boring. the term that the players that do have that use is, is, is dog, okay? They, 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 yeah. they, 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 you know, he's got dog in him, and, and I would agree. There are not enough guys on the roster – that have dog in them. I mean, right. you know, I, I I think Figueroa did before he screwed up. Um, I think right. Jamal Carter does. I think Denzel yeah. Perriman got a little dog in him. But man, no, it yeah, does it does. does extend far beyond those guys. Oh yeah, you know, it, it is, we need that though. I just we need that fiery person on the field to get up in people's faces. You know, even a quarterback. You know, I don't see that Ken Dorsey. Like even Ken Dorsey, he wasn't from Florida, but he used to get up in his receivers' faces when they wasn't catching the ball. I mean, he had first-round draft picks on his team. So, yeah, and, and I agree. Like, I think, like, I like Braxton Barrios. I think he has a lot of potential, but I agree with the last caller. Like, a lot of these guys should red shirt like him. I think he has a lot of potential, but he he shouldn't be touching the ball more than the other receivers like Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett is a senior. He should be sitting back watching him and learning I mean, something. You know, in, in fairness, maybe Barrios isn't a great example because he's a possession receiver who can work the middle of the field, and I think they really like his reliability. He's, he's, he's very reliable. He catches the ball. So maybe he's not the best example. But we could switch gears and go to Tyree Brady. Why does Tyree Brady uh-huh. have to play this year? Why does he have to play this year? Yeah, you know, I mean, any of them. I mean, I, I agree. That. I think a lot more of these players should red shirt and learn from the seniors and let the seniors and the juniors who've been there putting in the work shine. Let them get their touches. Like Philip Dorsett, this guy, man, there's no way he shouldn't be touching the ball nine times a game. You know, so and, and yeah, Stacey Cooley, you know. Stacey Cooley's saying, I love that kid, but he's saying a little soft to me sometimes. But he, <laughs> I, he, I like He's him. still a little mentally soft, yes. He still drops the ball sometimes and, and he's not there yet. But remember, he's only a sophomore. 
And he's a sophomore that didn't redshirt. <laughs> Going back to that subject. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, I mean, he, he's now in year two. And as great as he is and is going to be, and I think he's one of the best route runners in the country, you're absolutely right. Mentally, he is not there yet. And he still does drop balls, and, and, and his effort sometimes wavers in games. You still with us? All right, I think I may have accidentally uh, terminated you. Sorry about that. Um, let's go to the uh, 501. You're now live on Team Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how are you this week? Doing good. Who's this? This is Alex, man, again from up here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Hey, what's up, Alex? I'm going hey, to try not to hit the wrong, the wrong button on you like I just did the last <laughs> Okay, okay, I appreciate that, man. Hey, I called last week and I um, was talking to you about it seems like our team, our coaches, play not to lose instead of to win. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been calling in, a lot of people have been writing different things and posting different things. And, you know, if you've been a fan of Miami, you know what we stand for. And I just believe if you were a coach and you applied for the job, you knew what you were getting into when you accepted the job. Now, granted, you may not have known about the NCAA stuff, but you knew the history of Miami and the type of program, the type of kids. You knew that our program was built on speed, passion, intensity, aggressiveness, and all of that. You knew what you were getting into. So in order to not do that and come out, it seemed like, even watching FAMU the other night, it seemed like some of the game plan that we had against FAMU we should have used against Louisville because we came out at times and spreaded them out with it seemed like every receiver that we had, so they couldn't blitz as much. But then against Louisville, you box everything in. You only have maybe two receivers out there, and you're running – my tailback, who's not really a pounded, pounded type guy, you running him up the middle. Now, granted, it looked like the other night, right now we can only run up the middle and to the left. We can't run to the right side very much at all. So it's not going to take people long to figure that out, that our right side is, is atrocious. So, um, I mean, it just looks like we're going to have to go to more of a type of spreading out and start throwing the ball, and why don't they pitch it more to Duke and let him hit the side like they used to instead of doing that stretch run like the Denver Broncos used to run with Terrell Davis? Why not just pitch it to him? I'm, I'm sure you'll see that, you know, as the season goes on. I mean, you, haven't, you, you probably haven't seen more than 10% of the playbook in the first two okay. games. I mean, you okay. know, you can't run every you can't run every single play every game. You, you'll see them right. pitch the ball to Duke. Well, I agree with that, and I understand the different matchups every week against different teams. You match up better, but my my thing is, is just it doesn't seem like we just come out attacking too much. We just kind of lay back, we sit back, we don't really attack people, and we just kind of wait for them to show their hand, and then we try to counter punch, you know and then try to go ahead and do it from there. But if you're a Miami fan, you're just so used to us coming out and setting the tone from the beginning of the game. And that that just bothers me. It's kind of hard sometimes watching. Well, you know, I think it's a fair critique. Uh, um, You know, if you look back to last year, they won the Florida game doing what you're talking about and sort of, you know, playing it close to the vest, letting Florida make the mistakes. And, and they got out of there because um, Driscoll turned the ball over. 
And um, had they had Driscoll not turned the ball over in that game, it would not have worked. Uh, the stats in in that game, and I'd have to go back and pull them, but there was a huge disparity in favor of Florida in that game. And Miami was very fortunate to win that game. And I think they tried to go up to Louisville and do the same thing, and it, it blew up on them. And uh, you know, it, it it gave them a deceiving comfort level in the first half because they got those turnovers um and actually i guess i we, we could go into early in the third quarter when they got and they got those turnovers and it gave them a comfort level that they were right there in that game but in reality louisville was poised to run off with that game at any time all they had to do was stop beating themselves and they did okay well another thing i want to ask you about is I know with us struggling at Louisville, and it kind of – I understand that, you know, guys like uh, Lamar Thomas, that he's an assistant coach up in Louisville now. I understand that, man, but it kind of hurt me to, to see him take a shot at us like that. And then what I'm thinking kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about a second ago. We've got a lot of top-level receivers and running backs, man, that are being recruited. I think we'll be okay with the running backs. Some of them are just going to see the fact that they got some talented guys on the roster now because Tyron Gray deserves some more touches. And, I mean, Yerby's going to get his. It's pretty obvious that he's starting he's to get in the one. groove. Why isn't he redshirting? <laughs> well, exactly. But with the guys that you got committed at running back, Man, you know those guys are promising them that they're going to come in and have a chance to compete from day one when they get on campus. And some of them, I think, now are going to start saying, well, hey, man, they already loaded because Tyrone Gray didn't look bad. And then you already got Yerby, so you and you got Gus Edwards. So, you know, some of those guys are going to start falling off. But to piggyback on what you guys said a second ago, a little while ago, about the receivers, if you're one of the top receivers, and I just hope it doesn't happen because I like Bruce and I like Sneldon and I like all those guys that they got, they got committed and they're recruiting, but how are you going to get them to come if you're only going to give them three or four uh, pass targets going to them a game? And I just, you know, somebody like Coley, all we do to him is tunnel screens, bubble screens, all that. We're not sending him down the field very much, no double moves. I understand the line ain't giving you time, but you got to find out some ways, man, to, to start featuring some of these guys. Or what's going to happen is the top-level teams are going to come in, like you said a little while ago, and tell them, why would you go to Miami? You're only going to get three or four balls thrown your way a game. You come here to Tennessee or Arkansas or somewhere like that, we're going to throw it to you ten times because we ain't that, got nobody that can catch right now. I mean, that's already taking place. You know, and that's, we the, ain't, that's, the, that's the recruiting I'm, battle that – Al Golden is facing, and um, and you're right. It, it it can have it could be effective if they don't see that the kids that are in the program, particularly when they're juniors and seniors, don't get to showcase their talents. And you know, all these kids, it's all, it's all about the opportunity to go to the next level. You know that. Okay, well let, right, let hey, me hey, ask hey. you this, Gary. Let me ask you one more question. Go ahead. I know, like. Who is it that they listen to? Because they got to have their ear on the street. I mean, if we all can get on here and have our therapy session every Tuesday to, to get everybody settled back down as a Kane fan, do these guys not – that's just common sense. Who do they listen to? I think we know that we know everything on this show. And, you know, 
<laughs> they're too busy to listen. <laughs> nah, you know, everyone's got their everyone's got their way. Of, you know, I mean, we, we just all seem to agree for the most part on this show. You know, I, I think we've got a pretty darn intelligent fan base, to be honest with you. I, I've been very impressed. Um, you know, the last few years that we've been able to do this show, and um, you know, all you guys that call in every week, I mean, you know your stuff. There's no question about it. All right, let well, me get the appreciate you, Gary. Thanks yeah, a lot, man. Keep me yeah. on. All right, uh, and give us a call again next week. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go now to the three six one, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, going twice. All right, you'll have to call back. Let's go to the um, the three zero four. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, this is Hurricane Blaze. Hey, what's up, Blaze? How you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. I like to start off with uh, this whole Coach Golden getting fired stuff. Come on, guys. I mean, that's not going to happen. I know. I'm frustrated. I was frustrated after the bowl game last year. I'm frustrated after the first game this year. Lack of days school this last game, it seemed like. Golden's not going anywhere. Like you said, he's got a plan. He's going to stick to that plan regarding this red shirting. Guys, I bet he goes in these houses, tells these players, looks these players in the eyes along with their families and says, if you bust your hump, you're going to get a chance to play. And that's all he's doing. He's allowing them to play because they're out there busting their humps every practice. He's not going to lie to them. He is selling himself at all times. He's great about that. I'm so glad the coach, D, is doing well on that defense because I just want yeah, I just I just love it when people on Kane Sports has to eat crow, even though they won't. They have to. You know what I mean? Because it, it gets a little ridiculous at times. And I would like to say, I'm a huge Grace fan. This kid's going to be a baller. Raphael Kirby, go ahead and sit down. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, Kirby's we'll been terrible. Well. But yeah, but you know, I, you know, again, you could put that in the same category. I mean. Rafael Kirby was not very good last year. I personally, I didn't expect him to be any good this year either. And I'm not surprised at how bad he looks. And, you know, I think if Jermaine Grace were bigger and were physically more equipped to take on first down when you've got to be able to to defend the inside runs and things like that as opposed to just passing situations, then I think that move already would have been made. Sean Stance, Zach Thomas, it's been Sam Mills. Come on, Gary. You've been at this nah, game nah, for a long nah, time. It's you possible. don't stand next to Jermaine. Jermaine's, he, he looks like a, he's a he is a defensive back trying to play linebacker. Jeez. Now, it, it'll, work, it'll, it. it'll work on second and long and third downs, and that's like probably 60% of your snaps to begin with. Um, but, you know, if you're asking that kid to take on pulling guards and, 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 and take on tackles and things like that um, – I don't know, man. That's that's asking a lot of Jermaine Grace right now. Well, hey, I feel like he's got a better chance of doing it than Raphael well, Kirby. Well, Kirby's playing so poorly that you know you're right. I mean, you might see it. You might see it eventually happen just for that reason. And also with this Ryan Williams, I mean, I was a big, big supporter of bringing in Ryan Williams last year uh, because I thought it was necessary, but for some reason it just didn't happen. So. I just don't think it's going to happen this year either, even if he does come back. I think well, here's what I'll Kaya. say. Al Golden, Al Golden had a chance to replace – when Stephen Morris was playing like doo-doo last year, 
And yes. Al Golden had a chance to replace Stephen Morris with Ryan Williams. He chose to stick with Stephen Morris. And I don't think it's a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination that he goes back to Ryan Williams. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, I was one thought we should start heaps. We didn't. I'm done with that. I'm on Kaya, the, whatever his name is, the Cobra or Soraya or whatever. Let's go with it. Let's roll with it. He's just going to grow. She's going to become a better quarterback. And with the Shalaya stuff, I, I made notes while everyone was talking. Shalaya is awesome. I mean, come on. She has done a number of things for this program. I can't believe people bash her. I mean, she was a huge, huge benefit having her on our side during this whole NCAA BS. No doubt. I mean, I mean, she's phenomenal. I think we're going to miss her. I'm excited to see who's going to come in because they have some big shoes to fill. No pun intended there. And then also, everyone's talking about Butch Davis, Butch Davis. Well, just recently, I got the U reloaded in the mail. So I watched it first thing after I opened it up. And you know what? Butch Davis went through some trying times as well. I mean, (laughs) he just didn't turn it over at night. And guys, I mean, come on. (laughs) We... Yep. I, wrote a, I actually wrote a column the other day drawing the analogy that Al Golden is right where Butch Davis was, and he is. I mean, you know, Butch exactly. Davis, when he was in year four, had some bad losses, you know, and, and then he came back to, came back to, and, and, and beat UCLA at the end of the year, and that was yeah. the turning point for him. And that's what Al Golden needs. He needs that big victory to kind of like just turn the tide for himself. He'll have a chance in November when Florida State comes to town. That's the one that he needs to have circled, and if he can win that ball game, I think that could be the one that changes things for him at the University of Miami. All right, let me let some other people get on here. Um, thank you so much for part of the show. Give us a call again next week. All right, have a good, good night, Mr. Furman. Thank you. Two six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go to the 601. You're now live on Team Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Are you with us? Going once, going twice. Can't wait no more. Let's go to the 732, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. This is Kent from Ocean Township. Hey, um, what's up, man? We haven't spoken to you oh, in a few weeks. What's up? Yeah, first time I got a chance to call you this year. Um, hey, did you hear that caller I'm, earlier in the show disrespecting those New Jersey players? <laughs> you know, hey, it's something bothering me. I've been around much too long to have stuff like that even bother me. Because we, we've had a lot of great players from New Jersey come down to uh, Miami. And I guess uh, one with a basketball player, which I never saw would play football, and that was Daniel Stubbs. He was a basketball player, and nobody knew it. But, yep. uh, but uh, speaking, uh, I'm quite frankly, I don't get excited over the first couple of games of the season. I have to let it play out. Uh, the Louisville game... I thought they were more trying to protect Kaya than anything else, and I think that was a huge mistake. Well, yeah, um, if you're going to protect thing, them, don't start them. Exactly. I don't, that's know, why I don't have any problem stupid. with protecting a true freshman, but don't, you know, right. if, if you don't have a choice, but they did have a choice, don't start them. That, that was the gamble he took by starting Kaya. That I understand. You know, and Kaya made that terrible mistake on the, when Miami recovered the ball on the Louisville 8, and then he throws this lateral. They say it's a freshman mistake. No, it's a basic mistake. I had no, no business be, uh, even in high school. Yeah, but well, the, the, but, the, the, uh, the yeah. biggest issue, and not to harp on it, but the biggest issue was that his presence in the game 
altered the the game plan and altered the way they called the game. And because right. of that, they took out away any chance, in my opinion, that they had to win. And I that was agree, a big, because they were in the game right into the second half. Game. And there was no reason they couldn't, uh, couldn't have done better. But then you got the Bamu game. To me, that was just a glorified grimace. I, I mean, it, give me a break. Uh, they did what they had to do. I guess he wanted it to, This was like the old days in the second half when we used to see Miami had the game in hand, and they let all the substitutes uh, do some action, see what they can do with them. So, uh, and I was impressed with uh, quite a few of the freshmen on that uh, in the second half, and I think it was a smart move to take out Duke Johnson uh, at the half. There's no reason to uh, risk injuries to some of these guys. So uh, now we come down to Arkansas State. This this is where Miami has to really show improvement between the family game and Arkansas State. What is he going to do with Kaya? Is he going to let Kaya open it up? Because apparently he does have a good arm, and uh, I think he can do it. Uh, well, you know, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Ken. I, I think there's some question about that arm right now. And, and he looks, arm strength-wise, to me, very much like the kid just out of high school that he is. I'm not convinced that he has developed his arm to a strong college arm yet. I, 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 and that's another reason why I would have loved to see him have this year to develop. Um, he has oh, an I okay agree with arm. you. I agree with you there. I, I, don't, I personally strong. like to see a lot of red shirts. And, uh, he probably should have been red shirted, but circumstances prevented it. Because, you know, Ryan Williams, well, we don't know what he would have done. He really, it, his experience is limited, but I have to agree with you 100%. An ACL injury in April is not conducive to coming back four or five months later. I'm sorry. It should be a no, year later. No, he should redshirt. He should redshirt Absolutely. and compete in the it's spring so and, and, and use the extra year. And if he loses out and it has to be the backup, so be it. He gets more football education. Maybe he goes and becomes a coach one day or something. But he, uh, to me, he should redshirt. All right, Ken, hey, okay. thanks so much for being part of the show. Will you give us a call next week? Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Ken. Good talking to you again. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go to the 850. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? All right, let's go to the um let's go to the 240 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh, D Black 21. Hey, what's up D Black? How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I've got two things. One, have you ever saw the movie uh, Road, Road to Glory? It's about the Texas Western basketball team that went on to win the national championship and beat Kentucky. It was the first team to start uh, to start five black players at one time. Have you ever saw that you movie? No, I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't sat right. down and watched the whole thing. All right. I posted on the, the, the board a couple of days ago. It's a part in the movie. It's a part in the movie where they're playing the team that they should be killing. I mean, they should be killing them. But the coach wants them to play this Princeton-Indiana-type basketball. So when they come in at halftime, the players got their heads down, and the head coach goes over to the point guard, Bobby Joe, which was probably, you know, the star, the leader of the team. He said, what's wrong, Bobby Joe? And he said, look, man, he said, we can't play your way. 
He said, yo, you got to let us be free. You got to let us play. So the coach said, all right, we're going to play your style of basketball mixed with a little bit of mine. In the second half, blew them out. And the, the result of my, the point I'm making, they went on to win the national championship. Why? Because the coach stopped being stubborn and let, and let them players play. When you came to recruit them on, that, on the basketball court, you saw how they played. They played free. They played with passion. They played with emotion. The same thing with Coach Golden and the staff. When you go, when you go watch these players in South Florida, wherever you go recruit them, you see they play freely. They play with emotion. Now you get them to the U, and you got us playing like robots. That's not how we play. So that's all I posted on Coach Golden. Let them catch loose. Let them loose. Let them brothers loose. Let them play. You can still have your input because it's your program, but let them brothers play free. And if you ever watch the movie again, Gary, I think you should watch it so then you'll better understand my point and then you'll be like, oh, that's what D-Black was talking about. Because, like, once he allowed them to go out and play their game and play free, Gary, they won a national championship. They beat Adolph Rump, Kentucky team that had Pat Riley on it, the team that was supposed to be unbeatable. That's all what, I'm saying. I, I, all right, but I'm, but I'm a little confused. What do you mean by let them go be free? Let them be free is like when you go, there's no, there's no emotion out there. When, when, when somebody makes the tackle for a loss, they just get up, somebody slap them on the helmet. That's not, it's, it's a total different feel from how it used to be. Even say, let's say 2004 to 2000, we would, no, if we got a shack in the backfield, and all 11 defense, all 11 players would be hooting and hollering. The whole sideline would be hooping and hollering. You don't see that no more. You don't see that emotion, that passion from everybody. It's like they're, they're like robots. It's almost like they're systematic. Okay, I made a good play. Like what did Lamar Thomas say in, in, um, in the 30 for 30? Everybody wanted to see that student body left, student body right. That's boring. That's not Miami football. That's almost like how we look now. Well, I mean, I, I think emotion comes from big plays. And, and you know, yeah, if, if you're not making enough big plays, which I would agree that, that so far this so far this season they are not, then okay. you, you, you're, you're not going to have that. a lot of emotion. Plus, it's I'll also going to be but, hard to have emotion when the guys are flying in and out of the game at a breakneck pace. And that goes back to an earlier point I made tonight that I think they substitute too much. That's true, but check this out. I played I, and I coached. Your team takes on the personality of their coach. A lot of times your team takes on the personality of their coach. And what they say, Jimmy Johnson says, a lot of that stuff you see out there is what I, allowed, what, I, what I allowed them to do. Those teams took on Jimmy's personality. We're taking on his personality. It, you know, we're taking on our personality. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not sure. Let, let me ask a question. Like, I've been around Al Golden a lot, and I'm not sure I could describe what his personality is. How, how, exactly. would, you, how, how would you describe his personality? Exactly. If you can't describe his personality, there, there's What's my his personality? Well, who, it's, it's, look, it's definitely not South Florida, because look at the team. If no, one could describe, if no one knows his personality, then that's why we have a problem identifying why our team doesn't have an identity, because he clearly no one can identify his personality. With Jimmy Johnson, we know what his personality was. 
and we saw through the players. Jimmy Johnson's personality was, I'm going to get up in your face, and I'm going to stay on you. I'm going to be flamboyant. I'm going to be loud. But you're going to do it my way. See, Jimmy had to, Jimmy, like, you still going to do it my way, but I still want y'all to go out there and have a good time. All that dancing and rah-rah stuff that y'all do, I want that. We need that. It's like Al Golden doesn't want that. Well, I haven't heard him say that. You know, I mean, you got to be fair. I mean, I haven't heard him say I don't want you guys to play with swagger and I don't want you guys to play aggressive. I mean, I don't. He can't, he, he can't say that. You know, all right, put it like this. Put it like this. I know you got other callers on. Put it like this. He was at Penn State. He learned from Joe Pye. Penn State played a different brand of football than Miami. They coach different than Miami. It's a, whole, it's a totally different environment. So he's yeah, different, type, different types of kids. Yeah, he learned from Joe Pye. That's the type, type of player he is, that type of coach he is. Now you come down to South Florida with the tradition that Miami has, what type of players that we get, and when they get there, what they do. You're trying to take your Penn State personality and infuse it into South Florida, South Florida children. It's just not going to work. Now, you can tell them, look, we need to be disciplined, but I want y'all to stay true to who you are. Stay true to your roots. Let's go out here, play that Miami football. Be smart. Still play Miami football. All right, fair enough. I don't know that we're going to be able to make that kind of uh, impact on the program, though, on this show, to be honest with you, D-Black. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I, feel you, I feel you. I, I, I feel you, but, um, you know, I'm just a fan. I've been a fan but, for a long, but, for a long but, time. But, yeah, very very well stated. And uh, give us a call again next week. Oh, definitely. Oh, Yeah, always, always good a, talking to you. Give me a hold, please. You got it. All right, 646-595-2048. Let's go to the 973, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, what's up, Gary? Yes, sir. It's hey, man, what's up? perfect, perfect, perfect guy to have before me because I'm coming with the same intensity. What he right. Let me ask you a question. Let Bring me ask you a question. Is number 99, Jelani Anderson, hurt? Is he hurt? I don't think he's hurt. This, no, I, I think he's just not okay. very good. Oh, 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 so you think that he's not very good. He was probably like a three-star whatever. I don't think they're coaching him up. When you got I think they've, Anthony they have tried. I think they've tried to coach Jelani up. I think Jelani's problem is Jelani. You know, he doesn't always have the best okay. attitudes in the world. All right. I just I got so many things I want to keep flipping to different things. Let's go. Right. Go, go fast. Let's go back I want to get other people. On. Okay. Let's go back to this guy's passion that just called in. I'm telling you, Gary, this program is being embarrassed. It's being an embarrassed, and the guys who are paying attention. Is the South Florida coaches. The South Florida coaches are talking, and they're going to tell their kids not to go to Miami. Because what this guy is trying to say, it's not about making big plays and, and I mean, you've got to have good plays and make a good play. Yeah, you've got to have good plays and make good plays, but you also have the coaches in order to make the players play and make good plays. We are embarrassing ourselves, Gary. Gary, there's no way around it. You said the, the team looked like a South Florida team, like a South Florida way. That's because the mentality of the coaching sucks. I mean, they're not they, getting it done. No, Gary, there's no way around it. They games by 18 points or more. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. They're not prepared. Let me give you an example. James Coley. 
the first game he has a he has a he has a freshman quarterback and he chooses to go upstairs and run the offense from upstairs. Bad decision right away. Agree. And he, for, he and he was back on the field the other day. He came back down. But that's being inconsistent. That's being inconsistent. That's telling you he's even second guessing himself. Now he's back on the field to stand you. Both he and Kehoe were back on the field this week. Yes, but that's horrible. It's 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 embarrassing. It's getting around. Now you got a guy like Tim Harris that's on the on, on the coaching staff. Jared, I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. I call you every other week or every week, and I'm telling you, I I have people in South Jersey. Tim Harris can't even take phone calls or don't even want to talk to some of these. Um, South Florida coaches, because him himself is embarrassed. If you look at the sideline, Karen, let's, let, let's not make this up. You, you look at the sideline, no emotion at all from the coaches, the players. You, let me give you an example. Check this in the, example out. You got guys like guys at Ohio State, Alabama. All right, wait, 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 wait. I got to slow you down. Wait, wait, I got to slow you down. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Wait, whoa, give me one minute here. Slow down. You just said... You know, we got to be careful here. You just made a statement that Tim Harris can't take phone calls from the other coaches, the high school coaches in South Florida, because he's embarrassed. Is this he's just something that is this something that you have knowledge? It's not of, being made or, up, or is this it's not something you're just throwing out there? It's not. It's not being made up. It's not. I'm telling you. Where is I'm that coming from? You. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where is that Wait, coming from? Because I, because the thing is, I know a lot of people in, in, in South Florida. And I know kind of like what's going on within the recruitment, why some of these kids are not thinking of them. You got kids that are committed now. You know, wait, you know coaches. Wait, wait, slow down. I, got, I, just want, I want everybody to have a chance to understand this. Do you know coaches? Okay. When you say you know coaches, a lot of people. Players, coaches, players, the inner circle, I do. I do know Okay, them. and, and, and wait, now, now stop for a minute. They're, they're telling you that they call Tim Harris and he doesn't take their call? Yes, and put it like this. A couple of prominent high schools, the players, okay, first of all, on the, on, here's the thing. On the team itself, these guys are disappointed. They won't come out in public because they can't say that. They won't, they won't say that. But it's happening. Let me flip to the, uh, just take that forward is what, what I'm saying. Let me get back Let me get back to what I want to make a point on, too. All right, do it quick, though, because I, I, I want to get some other. Okay, Golden, Golden, again, is a nice guy. I like to say he's a nice guy. I think he's a nice guy. But I think what part of the problem is, too, we have guys that's making mistakes on the field. We have the quarterback that's making mistakes on the field. And these guys are just coming off the field. There's nobody addressing this. These guys just roll off. They just jog off. And you see them just going and they get put back in again. If you notice some of these schools, when a guy is coming off the field after making a mistake, they're being asked, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? There's nobody that's how each, holding each other accountable on that team. Gary, you're having a nice show. Like the guy says, therapy, but it's a lot of bull crap that's going on over there in Miami. And it, they are embarrassing themselves. Embarrassing themselves. Embarrassing. I think your point is very legit. I think at times... There have been things that have been you, going on that have been You don't ever want to tell you – you can't even explain yourself to, to some of your buddies or whoever is asking. You're like, well, this is not Miami. At the end of the day, you're going to win and you're going to lose some games. But these guys look like they have no idea what they're doing. 
All right, let me let some other people get on. Okay. Give us a call. Give us a call. It's passion. Give us a call again next week. It's Keep it online. Keep it online. All right, you got, you got it. All right, interesting call there. You know, I mean, I have a little bit of a problem when people start representing things like Coach Harris is not returning other coaches' phone calls, and unless unless you got some real hard data that you know is unequivocally true, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about throwing stuff like that out. All right, let's go to the three hundred five where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? All right. Um, let's go to the 205. You're live on King Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. It's Big Slaughter 5 calling from, calling from Birmingham again. All righty. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm pretty good. Um, with the um, Shalala, um, you know, situation, do you think um, the new president, would you think voting to be on, be on the hot seat? You know, just far as somebody, you know, someone looking at the program from the outside right now and seeing, yeah, you, know, you know. That. I mean, they're a year away from having a new, you know, or six, seven months probably away from having a new president named. We have no idea who it is. We don't know how, you know, what they feel about athletics. We don't know how, how intense they are about winning. We don't know if they have their own athletic director in their back pocket that they want to bring in who might have his own. I mean, there's just so many unknowns there. I don't even know how you can even go I, there right now. I, I understand. I was just asking your opinion. That's what I'm saying. I'm just oh, asking what do you, I, you know, do, you, do, you, do you think that would put him on, you know, is it a, uh, a chance that it will put him on the hot seat? No, I don't you think know, there's any hot far. seat right now. I think it's way too early to be talking about any hot seats. I mean, I, he's got five yeah. years left on his contract. They're two games into the season. They're one and one. Um, they have the opportunity with, with some very high-profile games up ahead to turn this thing around very quickly and very winnable games. I mean, there's not a game on this schedule this year that isn't winnable, and I'm going to include the Florida State game on there because I think Miami has a chance to match up very well with Florida State defense to offense. You know, Miami has, yeah, enough, that, that, that's that, true. Miami has enough at the defensive back position to match up to Florida State. And, you know, I don't see one game on this that's not winnable. So, you know, it's up to them to get their act together and put good game plans together and turn these offensive skill players loose and and, and be done. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I just want to, um, just a couple of things I, I have, I've seen. I want to commend um, Denafio, man, with this defense. It has been looking a lot better. And I've seen that he has, he has made an adjustment on third and short. Because, um, Sam, you got in a couple of third and short situations and the linebackers wasn't, you know, five or six yards back. And there was, you know, DBs was up and pressed. A lot of people not addressing that. But it seems like this game, they tried to address a lot of issues, you know, they had against Louisville. You know, we still have probably some third and short. Sir? A lot more press coverage this year. Yeah, um, I'm thinking he's trusting the DBs a lot more. He knows he has a veteran group. You know, I, I, I see he get fans that, he, look, this is, you know, I, I got to show and prove because a lot of people at my neck right now. Um, and, I, I, you know, he, he's doing a pretty good job. You know, I um, I really, if he, um, you know, we shut down Arkansas State, you know, far as we, on the defensive side of the ball, that really tells me something because those guys can really move the ball. If you watch the Tennessee game, man, they was, you know, against the SEC, you know, quote-unquote SEC defense. They, you know, they pretty much had they, you know, they weighed with them at first. You know, just depth kicked in it towards the end of the game. 
But you know, if he, you know, you put a good out, you know, put a if, we, if our defense show a good out against Arkansas State, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we 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 can hang our hat from him this year. But um, you know, I just and I had one another issue with Kaya, man. I like I think the kid has a great brain, you know, for intelligence on the field. But I think he hangs a lot of balls, man. You know, like that deep pass from um, he threw to Coley. If we playing another squad, another school with some pretty good um safeties, that's an interception. You no know, um, I think he, I think he needs to put a, they need to work for him and put a, you know, a little bit more zip on the ball. Even on and he's going to have to get rid around. of the ball earlier too. He's going to have to get rid exactly. of the ball earlier. But the bottom line is, he he, he shouldn't be out there. I'm not changing my opinion. You know, yeah, a true yeah. freshman is not ready to go out and lead the Miami Hurricanes to a 10 win season. I just don't, you know, I I just until I see it. I'm not changing my opinion. All right, hey, hey, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week, okay? Yeah, keep me on hold. You got it. Yeah. All right, let's go out now to the 770. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary. Yes, sir. Hello? Good yeah, you're you on. What's hey, going what's on, man? Man, we're coming to see you, what, about, th- what, what do we got, three more weeks? Yeah, about three more weeks, four yeah. more weeks? Yeah, I hope I hope we're coming with, um... I don't know, man. I'm 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 finna go in. I'm I'm with the rest of these folks who who's just fed up with what's going on down there. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm very just five more years on that dude contract. I was one who said I don't know why they gave it to him. He wasn't working pro bono when he came to Miami. Everybody act like he did something by staying there. What else he was gonna do? You know, where else he was gonna go back to Temple? We was paying him more than we paid Randy Shannon, and he showed nothing. And we and it was a so-called cloud. We wasn't even on probation yet, Gary. Hello. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I don't. I think. You get what I'm saying? I don't think Al Golden wants to be dead weight at this program. I think he's very motivated to be the guy that that brings this thing back, and he just has to find the way. You know, he has to find the right formula to make that happen. All right, Gary. How long do we give him? Do we wait till you don't have a choice, Steve? Rubble? Do we wait till Steve, they come in choice. with the dollars? Huh? Sean Eichhorst gave him a nine-year contract. You don't have a choice. Nobody. Hold on, Gary. What's the call him? Had a contract too. Tell you they saw him punch that girl in the face. They got rid of him. He's no good. I don't you think know? he just got gold and punch any women. I'm just saying he's not. He's not doing his job. He's not going to punch anybody in the face. And like that guy, he's not going to punch none of those teams in the face from what I've seen. You know, and that guy says his personality, I tell you what his personality is. He's soft. He's wearing that tie. He's a mama's boy. You know, I think Come he's wearing on, that you... tie for his idol joke. Can, can, I, can, can I just vent my frustration? Yeah, but come on, man. You're, like, way out there. I mean, how about with Howard Stellenberg's off? Howard Stellenberg wore a damn suit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you can't compare him to Howard Stellenberg. You know why? You know why, Gary? Gary. Yeah, I'm listening. You can't. When Howard Stellenberg was wearing ties, every coach was wearing ties. That's what 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 they said back there. No, and he wasn't wearing a tie. He was wearing a suit. Well, most coaches was dressing up back then. A lot no, of coaches was dressing up. absolutely not. He was the only one? Who, who else was there dressing like that? 
I, you know, I was just a kid back in 83. I remember Rodney Bellinger. He lived where I lived. Married, Reggie Sutton was married to my cousin. And I know a lot of cats, you know, who played for the U.M. But anyway, back to this, back to, back to Al Golden in these five years. You know, how long do we, do we give him the whole five years if this stuff keeps up? Because I see no you don't have development. A you know, it's not going to be five, but I guarantee you it's going to be at least three more. Look, and if look, he's not Golden, in the ACC I, in the next three years, then I think that somebody's going to is going to take a look at it. How about the next three weeks, Gary? How about um, – there is nobody writing a check for $10 million, which is probably what the buyout is right now. It's well, not happening. Either. If I hit the lottery, if I hit the Powerball, I would buy them out right now tonight. That's why I you, play every week. I need to hit it. So I can run, you know. But anyway, let's let's get back to this. You know, he he can't. We can't afford this. I thought the UN was a good business school. This is not no, just for business. You can't afford him to, for him to fail. Is what you can't afford. He's failing. He's but you can't afford. He's not failing yet. He he's gone from six uh, to seven to nine wins. He's not failing yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Gary. What is this? What is is this the new Miami? Is this the new FIU, Miami? We happy with six and seven wins? Uh, are we looking? When no, is he going to win nine the championship? When is Steve. he going to win the ACC? Steve, you had nine wins last year. I don't care about when is he going to win the ACC. Nine wins. Well, that, it's in the playoffs. What if he wins it this year? We, you don't know that. You got. You know, Gary. I'm gonna ask you a question. If if we made the college playoffs by some kind of stroke of luck, every other team gets oh, stuck by I think that's we there. Louisville. Forget about the no, final. No, I'm, just, no I'm, just, I'm just giving you a I don't think – I, I, even if they run the table, I'm not sure they make the final four. That, that let's, just say, let's, just say, let's, let's just say they put us in there some kind of way. We got, a, we got our name drawn out of hat. Do you think I we would win? You're saying you go 11-1 and one and they put you in the final four. Okay, go ahead. Do you think we will win a game? What are, what are our chances winning a game against the other three? Not very Any coaches is up to get a game? The program's just not, not ready for that yet. So not okay, very good. Okay, but that, that's what I'm saying, but, Gary. But, wouldn't that be but, Steve, wouldn't that be progress if you went from 6 to 7 to 9 to 11 wins? No, no, no not, in my, not in my UM life. It ain't. That's not progress. Not the UM that I know. It's, it's, it's just back and forth. It's back and forth of mediocrity. We still live for mediocrity now. But, Steve, you got to be realistic. I'm being you know, realistic. It's Steve, not for him to go. Happen. They don't happen overnight, usually. Every look, now and look, then, look. you know, Auburn, like what Auburn did last year, but it's very, very, very rare. Gary, Gary, when you go home, look in the mirror and vision – you know, just look at, you know, visiting your team, your, UM, your Miami Hurricanes, over the last five years that Al Golden has been coaching this team. And what have you seen the growth in it? And they hollering about the not field defense? Come on, man. That's hold up on that yet. Give it a few more weeks, Louisville, man. Louisville did, was pounding you, us with the run. They had their way with, with that defense. Look. So they, they, crapped, they, crapped the, they, they crapped the bed at Louisville. No, no, no one's going to yeah, argue that. They, but but they, you got to give you got to give the season a few more weeks to develop here. Yeah, 
Yeah, they need to stop. Those callers need to stop with that. They're not real mess with FAMU. Now, Arkansas State, I think they got a pretty good offense over the years. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know how to, you know, and it's bad when I have to sit here and worry about Arkansas State, the Dukes of the world, the NC State. I am so fed up with these terrible coaches. And, and like that guy was talking about with Tim Harris, he's the only one I feel sorry for if something was to go down. Because he left a good situation at Booger T. There's to nothing come going down. There's nothing going down. I think you got to let the season so play out and, and, and react to what really happens. And, and we'll be here right. every Thursday. And you make sure you call. Hey. because, Like I said, you are a legend on this show, okay? Hey, I'm People. still coming down. I'm coming down. I don't know how many I'm going to make. They, they make it hard to <laughs> All right, man. Give, hey, give us a call next week. We'll see how they do against All right. Our... Hey, leave me a hole. Leave me a hole. Let me listen. Let me listen. You got it, Steve. Thanks for calling. All right, let's go now to the 361. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? Hey, Gary. What's up, man? It's Shaq. Hey, what's up, Shaq? What you got for us tonight? Hey, uh, uh, what's your email address? Uh, I need to get with you about um because you still got me uh, blacklisted on King Sports. So I need to get back on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah, just shoot, shoot us an email at uh, Kanesport at bellsouth.net. dot net, and we'll take. Uh, what well, now? Say it again. Kanesport at bellsouth dot, uh-huh. and we'll take a look at it. All right. Bellsouth. Yeah, Kanesport at okay. bellsouth. I got you. I got you. Hey, um, I, um, I was listening. To um, a couple of the callers early, you know, are very passionate about um, what's going on in Miami. And I'm listening to you, and, and you're kind of doing a little devil speak. Um, you were saying earlier that you thought that we could beat Florida State based on uh, our DBs and some of the things that um, you've seen. And then um, a caller or two later, you go into this thing about – Brad shouldn't even be on the field, that you're not comfortable that he can't lead us to a 10-win season. And I'm listening to this, and I'm saying, well, so are are you saying that, you know, he... Wait, who are you talking about? ...do it? Huh? Which player are you talking about? Brad, Kaya. You you, you said that he wasn't ready. I don't don't think that a true freshman can walk out there and win the way that people are looking for this program to win. I, I, I do not. Okay, and I but at the same time, then if you're saying that, how can you say that? But at the same time, if you're saying that, then how, how can you possibly see us beating Florida State? Or even having a chance against Florida State with Kaja? Because based on what you said earlier about Golden even possibly putting in Williams, that isn't going to happen unless Kaja gets ridiculously worse than what he is. And we don't what see I that said, happening. Here's what I said. Mm-hmm. I think – there's not a game on the schedule that's not winnable. That's the, that's different than me saying that they're going to win 11 straight. Mm-hmm. You okay. understand? Yeah. Uh, yeah but, I got uh, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're going to win 11 straight. I'm saying that there's okay. not a game on the schedule that's not winnable, including Florida State, and I believe that. Now, you know, whether it's going to be with Brad Kyer or Ryan Williams or, you know, whatever, we don't know. We don't know. But that doesn't mean that they don't have the athletes on the defensive side of the ball to compete with Florida State. I think they do now. Okay. And, and, and you also keep saying about this, um, that we're into game two of this season. You know, we're in the game two of four years. 
And, and, and as many call us, you know, we're not just jumping off of a bridge today. This has been a progression of regression. And I understand, you know, that you keep saying about, you know, hey, you know, he, he went to nine wins last year, and, and you're harping on that as if that's like some type of thing to, to rejoice. That's not the case. You know, if you look at those victories last year, you know, North Carolina, you know, on the road, and we had to come back in the fourth Florida, Wake Forest at home, and we just saw them get creamed by a Division II school uh, in the opening weekend. You know, those type of wins for a Miami program are not being celebrated because of what we know Miami is. And as um, the, call, the call is three calls ago, to be exact, um, called in, he's very passionate about this, and we're getting to a point to where we're accepting mediocrity, and it is, it's just not with Miami football, which we're talking about, but it seems to be a, a, a thing that's national to where people are selling into this thing about mediocrity is okay as long as we see baby steps. You know, and, and with Golden at, at Miami, Gary, there's a culture problem to where, you know, back when with, with uh, Jimmy Johnson, the problem was with things that happened off the field. And, and, and we're aware of some of those things that took place during his um, reign at Miami and Dennis Erickson and Butch Davis. But the thing on field was that the talent was allowed to play. And it seems like that up under Golden that these boys don't look confident in what they're being taught during the week. It seems that to where they're, if you watch the sideline, their heads are down. They're not even watching the players on the field. If you see them on the sideline, they're just not into the game emotionally. I understand that his, and you were saying that Golden has a plan. Having a plan doesn't mean it's a good plan. You just have a plan. And you can have a plan A, you can have a plan B, but it doesn't mean that those are good plans. You know, and, and just because someone puts in a lot of time at work, Quality doesn't beat, be quantity doesn't beat quality. You know, I can be in my office nine hours a day and just there, and I can say, well, I'm working, but is it quality work? And based on what we're seeing from Golden, it isn't quality work. I mean, you know, it's the same thing. It's like Arkansas State this week. There might be something on that team that sticks out, but there are going to be ten things that sticks out in the wrong way. You know, and that seems to be the problem with this coaching staff. It's every week we have to wonder, not if we're going to win, if we're going to look well losing. You know, and, and, and there is no way this team is winning more than five games. It, it, I, I'm just going, it's no way with this coaching staff. There is no way. It's no way that we're going into Georgia Tech. Like you said earlier about, you know, we have a two-year winning streak against Georgia Tech. Okay, yeah, we do. But Paul Johnson had some problems at Georgia Tech. And with Miami talent, you know, we're now gauging our program based on a two-win program against Georgia Tech. And, and th these are issues to where they're not going away up on the Golden. And, and you scare the heck out of me when you keep talking about the fact that he's going to be there for two or three more years because he has, how many years you say, five left on his contract? Correct. And so, you know, it, and, 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 and we're looking at the, the, the buyout right now at uh, $10 million plus, or is it $10 million hard cap? I don't is, know is what the exact number is, but, but it, it, it'll, get, it'll obviously reduce with each passing year. Um, but right now, with five years left, I've got to believe it, it, it's got to be at least $10 million. Okay, and, and also I want to hit on another topic to where you, uh, you seem to have an issue with the, uh, the, the, the plan to fly over 
the uh, stadium against Florida State, you know, and I, I understand your anger on this. And, I'm not angry. The, the people who, who, who are supporting this are, are using the Florida State game because it's going to be the, the, the most televised and most eyes on it to, to, to uh, get out the message to where how many people really want our golden gone. I mean, and so it, it, I think that Florida State is the perfect game to 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 uh to uh do this. I, I I don't see a problem with it. If if they really want Golden Gone, they have to do this. Okay, I'm not angry. I just think it's misguided. And and um, now now there's a group of guys on the message boards that are talking about getting a second plane and making sure it flies in front of the oh, first plane. I'm, 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 <laughs> so I'm reading now. This, yeah. yeah, this could get interesting before <laughs> before November gets there. <laughs> we, okay. we, you might right. end up you might end up with ten planes up there by November. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, I mean, we don't need that. But the thing about it is is that you know there needs to be what has it, it, I'm asking you a personal question. What have you seen about the, the, the program since Golden has been there on the field that he has coached up? Just well, I, one I, I on think some advancement on the defensive side of the ball this year. I think the defensive backfield is way improved. Based on the FAMU game. I know you're not basing it off the FAMU game. For the FAMU game. I'm basing it on what I saw in fall practice, to be honest with you. I, you know, I'm not, not even the Louisville game. I'm, I'm basing but it on what I saw. fall practice against the offensive line, Gary, doesn't count. Come on, man. I, I mean, I mean, you, you, I mean you, you, you the offensive line, come on now. I mean, come on, I mean, you're talking about that defense against our offensive line. You know, and people are talking about, you know, the running game looked good, Augustus Edwards looked good, um, um, uh, Yearby looked good. This is Sam you were talking about. You know, it, 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 okay, it, but they also you can't look, count They look good training camp, and they look, they look you know, um, well, they didn't really get – Yearby and Edwards didn't get much of a chance at Louisville. But, I mean, if you're asking me what do I see, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen – I've seen better recruiting at quarterback. Um, I'm seeing depth building at running back. I'm seeing a lot of depth at receiver. Um, you know, tight end. I think could you, you know Stan, Stan Dobard's developing nicely. Dobard is coming around. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I, I'm not depth. sure what's going on with Walford. I'm not sure if he's looking at the fact that Kai is not getting that. Like, like you know, you were saying earlier about these substitution packages, and, and I think that that some of the things that we're seeing on the field against FAMU are things that are coming out in the locker room. I think that the upperclassmen didn't want Kaya to play, you know, because if um, some, some players that you interviewed that I was reading on Kane Sport, and, and you could hear it in the – it wasn't in the original context. It was reading into what they were saying. No one sounded – you know, they, 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 they had to go along with the coaching stuff, but, but they were kind of um, devil speaking, and, it, well, you know, you know, we support them, we're going to back them. But they knew that the ball going vertically down the field wasn't going to happen. It's almost like they knew that. And so I think that Golden is making a – which I, I do like this where he said, okay, you don't want to play, I'm playing this guy. And I think that that's what's happening with a, a lot of the guys that they're talking about, the upperclassmen, not getting the ball. You know, I think that uh, uh, Barrios, the way he's running those routes to where he's in the slot and he's making – you know, he's doing things. Coley seems to have the catching thing. I know he's catching both out the practice. But during the game, well, I, they're, still, they're doing that oh, to accommodate it? Kaya. I mean, it gives Kaya a, a, a target in the in the short to intermediate passing game that he that will catch the football. And they're trying to be more of a 